This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The next person I'm in a relationship with, I want them to add to my life, not rely on them for a certain feeling or emotion other than, you know, adding more love to the love that I already have for myself. Welcome to Habits You Love, a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, the host, and I take you on the journey of my own trauma healing and share real, raw, and authentic life situations. My mission is to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to start a self-healing journey, build healthy habits, and create a life you love. If you haven't already, click the follow button and leave a review. Also, check out my website, habitsyoulove.com, where you can find even more resources, healing practices, and support. Now, let's get to the episode. This episode is going to be um, kind of an extension of a recent Breaking Up a Toxic series. It was a whole month, and I was really excited to interview my guest that I have on today. We had to make some reschedules and everything, but it's finally working out, and we are going to have a very enlightening conversation. Taking it back to the Breaking Up a Toxic series and about relationships and a lot of other things I'm sure are going to get exposed and talked about. So I like to do this with my guests that I don't really know. And I want to ask you your perspective of how you like found me because I am I from my perspective, it's like, okay, you found my other podcast. And then you we work together a little bit one on one with coaching and everything. And so what was your perspective on your end of finding me finding the podcast? Yeah, I think it started with scrolling on social media, right? So when I went through the breakup with psychopath number one, let's call him, you know, I couldn't get out of bed. So of course, I'm just on my phone scrolling away on social media, like wasting hours away, just kind of like getting in a dark hole of like, finding relatable memes, finding relatable stories, just like, and once you get down that rabbit hole, it just keeps going and going. And then the amount of stuff you're finding that are really is relatable and people have, have went through is so eye opening. So I came across your podcast series. Um, it doesn't end here. And I started listening to it. And the more I listened to it, the more relatable some of the actions that 
Mr. Wannabe was doing um, were relatable to what I had just experienced or was still experiencing at the time. And the feelings that you had, some of the things that you would say in there. And I'm like, oh, my God, like this is this is me. Like I'm I'm listening to my own story, like to an extent. Uh, mine gets a little crazier, but we'll get, definitely get into that. But it's, it's something that you know, I came across and I'm glad I listened to the full series, um, you know, started following you, reached out to you to just thank you for sharing your story. Because I think that's been one of the biggest things too. And just like with all this, like not enough women and even men talk about what they go through to where some of the things like narcissism, love bombing, future faking, I didn't even know they were real things. Like, you know, we don't, we don't, aren't taught those in school. They don't, they don't teach you the actual realities of life that they, they should. Like, I wish you had a class on, you know, just personality disorders. If you don't study psychology, just to at least know a high yeah. level of what to, to kind of like watch out for. So then I started, you know, after I reached out to you, you had reached, you know, responded to me, which was awesome too. Cause you know, when, people do stuff like that and get such a following. And I know you were kind of just starting out, like not everybody responds. So to even just have like that human interaction of somebody that's went through it before and just kind of been like an extension to kind of talk to and, you know, not in my close friend circle, because if you also haven't went through this, like, I feel like people can't understand it to an extent. They're just like, well, he did that to you. Like, how could you just not be done? Or how could you just not get over it knowing what he did? So just being able to communicate with you and then follow, you know, all the healthy habits you had coming and find ways to really heal out, you know, in addition to listening to the podcast definitely helped a lot and continued to follow. I think that was almost a year ago at this point with the first one and when I found your podcast. So yeah. it's crazy. It's been a whole year already. Yeah. I mean, like you said, they don't teach this in school. We need like a toxic relationships 101. Like <laughs> here's and same with me. I didn't know any of those terms until I was researching for my own story. Like as I was sharing my story, I was like, oh, well, this is actually called this. And, you know, so that's really the point of my of the podcast and when I first started sharing it I was just wanted to get it off my chest honestly and I felt like there were so many rumors and people didn't know certain things and I was like I'm just gonna tell the entire story from A to Z and this is it I just want to get it out there so if anyone has any questions I'll just send them to the podcast and then it turned into wow there's actually so many terms and analogies and acronyms or whatever you want to call it and it's like actually people need to know this to prevent even getting in this situation so that's really where it came in and obviously it's done amazing and I'm so glad it's it has a life of its own at this point like I don't have to really promote it because it's just getting organically shared which is awesome so my entire story is out there to hundreds of thousands of people I think it helped you which is if it helped one person then I'm so glad that it did so um that's awesome do you remember what you came across on Instagram was it like a reel was it a post like how how did you find it do you remember um, I think it might have been a reel because, you know, I was getting into more of watching like the Instagram reels. I've never really got into TikTok. So stuck with Instagram and then would get down that rabbit hole of watching the reel. So I think it, it came, I came across as a reel. Um, and then just, you know, with my algorithms, I guess, with all the narcissism and those keywords of things I was starting to look more and more into, um, I think it, it came to me, which was awesome because it, you know, essentially fell in my lap. And I think, like you said, like those terms, like education is probably one of the biggest things and just learning more about it. So you knew what you were experiencing and how to handle it and recognize it versus just like, you know, hearing someone's story, like the education piece. I think was was huge. Yeah, Rachel did a really good job with that. I think 
putting a name to it and actually so it's almost like you don't feel as crazy when you're like oh this is actually a thing okay so this just didn't just happen to me like this is it has a terminology and everything so i'm yeah. so glad that you found it when we originally talked yes we were going to share you had just gone through a, a pretty bad relationship and then i guess now some other things have transpired <laughs> let's get into that well first of all like just share a little bit about yourself who are you what do you do all the things Yes, my name is Kate. Um, full time, I work in experiential marketing, and then I actually have my own career um, company in event planning. So very similar, um, you know, doing events a lot, a lot of planning on the go, travel, very fast paced uh, type of work. But love what I do. So my career has been the relationship I've been able to at least, you know, continue to build. And throughout all of this hardships of the relationships, um, it's definitely something that's helped keep my foundation and self afloat. Being able to have that to really keep me going on top of everything else. Definitely. And I think we've talked about it before. Um, I feel like your story and my story and when men do this, they really do seek out and target confident, go-getting women who actually have something going for them, right? Your relationship, if I remember, wasn't that long, right? The span of time wasn't that long, but so much happened during that time, like a whirlwind of events that had a lasting effect on you. So, I mean, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, how long was it? Like, when did this happen and everything that kind of transpired? Yeah, you just sparked my memory too. And like, you know, I just remember the day that I had met the first guy um, that we're talking about here. And I was just on such a good path. You know, I had launched my company, my career was great. I had bought a house, like I was thriving. You know, I was just happy being independent and just happy with, you know, who I was, what I was doing, what was in my life at the time. And just literally remember being like, you know, not having a focus on being in a relationship or dating. And then I had went out um, for a friend's going away that night and we decided to stop for one more drink. Always the worst thing. One more drink. <laughs> I hold that true. Very true these days now. Never go for that one more drink. Um, because that's actually when I met him, you know, stopped at a bar, uh, met some friends there. He was actually sitting at the bar. And I want to say they seek me out, but I actually approached him, unfortunately, in this situation. But very bad decision on my part. But, uh, you know, talked to him. We hit it off, um, you know, or so I thought and started talking that night. And then, you know, we were up to probably three, four o'clock in the morning just talking and I just remember being like oh my god the chemistry the connection like it was just wild how I, I just felt on cloud nine off the bat and which now I'm realizing is potentially a red flag <laughs> depending on the person um but and it very quickly like transpired into us you know talking every day I was getting the good morning the good night texts like he was offering to bring me lunch I'd have to go away and he'd offer to take me to the airport and pick me up and I just remember thinking wow I am so lucky like what a great guy like this is an awesome guy like I am just you know head over heels this is great like and then uh probably a couple months I want to say maybe a month actually a month month and a half into it um he started calling me his girlfriend you know we were introducing people as as our girlfriend as her boyfriend meeting family doing all the relationship things so you know i'm thinking like okay this is great i'm in this relationship i wasn't posting on social media um which was a combination of things you know like i'm definitely not one to overshare my personal life or i wasn't before um so i kind of kept it to myself and part of that was i think him also getting in my head about like 
why he didn't want us to post on social media. You know, he didn't want, need people to know his business or want people reaching out to me trying to steal his girl. Um, you know, just little things like that. And I'm just like, oh, okay, well, like, you know, I have no reason to think anything else. Like we're in a relationship. He's doing all these things for me, saying all the right things, going above and beyond to really just show me how much he loves me which I've now learned is love bombing. So yeah, it was probably about, we had met in April and November is when the bomb was dropped. So I remember we had just went to Thanksgiving at my family's house, met my entire extended family. You know, by now he had already met my close friends, my immediate family, um, came to Thanksgiving, met my entire extended family. And then shortly after we had a Friendsgiving to go to. So it was very weird because we typically don't take group photos at this Friendsgiving and somebody was like, let's just take one. Let's get, you know, everybody in it. So we had took one, which I was kind of shocked looking back that he was so open to it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to post it on social media. I'm going to just do it. Like, why not? Like, there's no reason not to. And then probably within... 24 hours him and I are literally like messaging and pretty hot and heavy stuff at the time he was definitely very into that and I'm literally in the middle of the conversation with him and I get a text message from this girl no a Facebook message from this girl it's like why are you sitting on my boyfriend's lap of five years oh <gasps> oh my god what was what yeah. was your initial reaction like I hate getting I those I'll kind of messages. Forget. Like, oh, they're the worst. I mean, not that I've gotten a lot of those, but like very similar where your just heart just drops and you're like having a normal day, going about your normal life. And then you know that something is about to freaking go down and change. I don't think I'll ever forget the feeling that I felt in my body at that time, you know, just because it was like, I did not think anything of it. I really just thought we were in a great relationship. I mean, there was definitely some things like his work hours and stuff, but you know, I am very, I have a very high work ethic. You know, I value my work, my career. So I'm not one to question stuff like that. But looking back on some of the things, which we can certainly get into, um, you know, I wish I would have kind of questioned or picked up a little bit more. But in the moment, I was just completely blindsided. Like, I think I literally felt like my soul left my body when I got that message. Um, and the name I recognized because he had mentioned that name before as his ex. Mm. But he failed to mention they got back together two days after we met and he was having a full-blown relationship with her and me at the same time. Oh my gosh. So he, that whole time he didn't want, he, he was actively saying, let's not post on social media. Let's not put our relationship out there. He was saying that. Yeah. And he didn't push it too much because I, I definitely didn't push back. Yeah. Because you, you were know, kind of like, similar. Okay, that's fine. You know? Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, it's social media is not to me like the end all be all for a relationship mm. um, to post, you know, what you have out there to make it prove that to the world what you have. So I didn't push back on that, you know, too much. But, um, you know, he had Instagram, but he didn't post on his like feed. He would post on his story, but never in his feed. And so I was kind of, you know, a time or two, like wondering, hmm, didn't have Facebook didn't have Snapchat, eventually talked me out of or talked me into deleting my Snapchat because he said it was like the app for cheating and then stuff that he would bring up because of what he was doing, um, you know, trying to reflect that on me, yeah. I guess, or making sure I wasn't doing the same thing. And then, you know, when we'd go out, like looking back, he had always wanted to come to my house. You know, he's like, well, I'll just come to you. Like, you don't have to drive to where I'm located. And, you know, it wasn't 
it wasn't a super far drive, but it was enough to where I was like, hey, if you're going to come to me, that's fine. Like, by all means, you can come here and then we'll go out around my way. It makes it easier to me. So, yeah. but, you know, he was trying not to be seen around certain areas. So we would go out around my area versus his, you know, his work hours were crazy because it was definitely like a, you know, a, um, blue collar maybe in the field of like electricians yeah workers. you know ones that don't have your typical nine right, to five. Yeah. like 10 hour so work you know he, if he had yeah or like overnights or could pick up overtime when he wanted stuff like that to where you know again i'm not going to question those kind of things um because i'm you know i love my career and i i do like working so those kind of things i didn't question and then you know he'd make time for me and bring me by lunch if he couldn't see me that night or, you know, um, schedule like a sleepover at my house, like later on when he got off work, things like that to where I guess I was kind of accepting the bare minimum looking back at it because I'm like, you know, I get to keep my crazy work schedule. I get, I have this great man that's, you know, making a flexibility to see me when he can, even though if I'm not, you know, having that date night that I want on the regular or these trips that I want, um, which finding out actually looking back to the one trip we did go on, he took her on the same trip like three days before. How did he get away with that? No idea. Like it was like close by though. It was like a drivable. Yeah, it was a couple hour. It was a couple hour drive because her and I ended up meeting up actually because when she messaged me at first, like I was just like, there's no way. And I'm like, well, I thought I was sitting on my boyfriend's lap of, you know, eight months or whatever it was at the time. Um, So I think we were both kind of just like you know, in shock. I mean, she kind of dealt with some of the, some of the cheating with him before or, you know, sensed it. So I think she was kind of keeping an eye out for certain things, whether it was a mutual friend that we were, I was friends with or something. Um, she had came across that photo and shared it with her. So she at least I think was kind of on the lookout for certain things. But again, I just had no clue. So I just completely, completely blindsided. So you had eight months and you said, you know, you said a lot of good things. You so far has been all compliments and that he was actually actually great. Was there any red flags? Was there any like other things going on? Because I remember when you like reached out to me, I remember it being like a really hard time for you to get over it. And so was that, was there like manipulation and control during this whole time to where you felt different in the relationship? Or was it just you thought it was perfect and then it wasn't. Like, what was the situation with that? There was definitely things that happened. Um, and I'm trying to think of a couple. I think, like, sometimes you try to just, like, black out or block out those, like, situations because they're so traumatic. Like, you don't want to relive them again. But um, I'm sure if I went to my journal that I was writing it at the time, there's probably quite a few examples of some some really bad things. But, you know, I remember, like, he would try to do things. And I knew there was a term for this too. I just can't think of it at the moment, but basically like come full speed and then like pull back to almost give me that like panic attack feeling of where I'm trying to like cling on even more because he'd play like a game where he's like, well, you know, I think I brought up something like, you know, he was again, very into hot conversation. <laughs> um, so, you know, at one point I had said, you know, well, it would be nice to just like have a nice romantic date again sometime soon and not make it all about this. And I remember him saying something like, well, if I can't give you what you want, then maybe we shouldn't be together or like saying something like that extreme to where it just, I remember it's sending me in such again, like a panic of like, oh my God, no. 
like thinking, looking back, thinking like, oh my God, if somebody says to me now, I'd be like, okay, yeah. hit the road, Jack. Like, but because of the control, yeah, the control he had on me at the time, like he would then start saying things that set me into that like panic mode. Wow. You know, I, I don't know if there's, I'm sure there's a term, but that's very interesting. There, that, and maybe it wasn't a term or something I read about that narcissists do. Yeah. Um, I mean, they try to make you so codependent on them. So it's right. like a rush of love and affection and like all the things you want and then like when you feel them pull back it's like no 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 like i can't lose a grip on you you know so just i mean i don't know what that term is but it's definitely a form of trying to get you to be codependent on them with manipulation and control for sure yeah and i'll never forget because something that was super relatable when i was going to therapy like during all of this she explained it to me like it's literally like being on a heroin addiction you know she's like The supply of it literally gets you on the highest high, but will take you to the lowest low. And at the time, like when they're making you feel terrible at the same time, that's like the thing that you want to make you feel better in that moment, even though it's like slowly killing you. Oh, my gosh. And like that probably one of the most relatable things that were said to me during that, that I can I literally hold on to to this day and tell my friends that are going through similar situations like just hold out like i know it feels like your life is ending because of this guy's like not in it anymore but i'm like he's literally like a needle like feeding you the drugs for you know your supply which is actually his supply at the end of the day and i'm like the longer you just hold out the better yeah. you're gonna be in the long run but that was one of the most relatable that things is that... so true i mean in a relation a yeah. real relationship should not feel like that but yet so many women i mean i just think women at least go through this one time maybe i mean everyone's extent is different everyone's experience whatever I mean, I've had, I think I've had maybe two friends that haven't gone through this. And I'm like, bless you. Like, good for you. But it's a combination of men obviously not being raised in the way that they should be. And I think I've said this on a recent podcast that I did with my friend Dallas, who we talked about the same thing. It's like, it's definitely a mommy issue. There's something wrong with the relationship with their mother. As far as women, I'm still trying to figure that out. (laughs) Like why we do let these men do this to us. So you obviously jumped into therapy very quickly because you got out of that relationship in November. And I think you reached out to me in November. I know I was still kind of letting him have access to me for a little bit after I found out which like is something I definitely hid from people. So even sharing this now to my friends that are going to hear this for the first time. But, you know, I'm just trying to be open and honest with, you know, how I I went through it. Because to me, it did feel like that when I just was like cut all contact right off the bat. I was just like, I feel like I'm dying. Like, and it sounds so dramatic now looking back, but like it's literally how I felt in that moment. And then it was just like, you know, even having him contact me and like, beg for me back and this and that, even though I I knew I wasn't going to go back. I knew I deserved better, but like it almost made me feel better in the moment. So I was kind of giving him access a little bit. Making you feel like communicating. You had the sense of control for once. It's like, oh, the ball was in your court this whole time. Now it's in my court. So yeah, I understand how you would feel better. A little little dopamine hits every once in a while. Of, <laughs> let him come to me and like let him beg for me. You know, obviously intellectually, I think you knew it wouldn't go anywhere. But we obviously search for a feeling, and that in that moment, the feeling felt good. So it was like just keep letting him kind of be one foot in, one foot out. Yeah, and I think like what I was doing is that partly that, and partly like 
working on getting over it while that was kind of happening. So like that helped me too, to where I was like continuing to distance myself while that was happening and learning how to recognize certain things and work through it. in you know, in that moment while the communication was still happening. Yeah. And it's kind of like a test to willpower. He's still there, but like, what am I going to do about it? And like, how strong am I? Because I know in my situation, I freaking moved literally the farthest away you could from the other side of the United States. But I was still in it emotionally. Like it doesn't just happen overnight. Like I always say, you can't change your life overnight, but you can start to change your life overnight. So that decision of me just simply moving was like one step of the ladder that I needed to take. So yeah, I mean, I have still freaking allowing him to text me, allowing him to call me, allowing my emotions to still be in it, trusting him, hoping, not hoping, wishing to get back together, but there were still some lingering effects, um, like financially and stuff. So that was just another, another way for him to control me is he did have something over me that was like, you need to keep talking to me because I got this on you. You know what I mean? So was there anything like that with him? Did he have anything over you or was it just like emotional? It was mainly emotional. Everything, you know, we talked about, which was definitely all future faking was nothing that we put in motion. You know, we had talked about the next summer moving in together. I mean, we would literally go look at boats we were going to buy, planning all this stuff out and then come to find out he was doing the same exact thing with her. So to just realize that too takes an emotional toll on you of like, wow, like I could really open up and see this future with this guy. And he's literally saying the same thing to other people. And it makes you question, you're like, how was I so blind to that? How was I so this, you know, and then you start going down that hole of like, like, why or how or, you know, asking yourself all those questions. But these guys, sadly, are really, really good at this stuff to where they feel like they calculate every move and everything that they say to have the reactions to these women. Yeah, I mean, did you ever find out anything about his past? Or like, are you now connecting certain dots? with anything he told you as far as his upbringing or his relationship with his parents? Well, sadly, his mom was in the mix of all this. So she was met both of us. I mean, she lived with him. So oh my I think God. he held stuff. Oh my, yeah. like, I no think he held boundaries stuff maybe over her head. with his mom. <laughs> Total. I mean, a mom, a kid, a kid was involved, like a 10-year-old son, like, just the level of it, you know, blows my mind that involved other people too, of how many people knew and were like participating in it. Like, you know, at the end of the day, it was his responsibility. But looking back, you're like, wow, like even these people could just look in my face. But, you know, I I don't hold any blame on anybody but him. Um, I'm sure there was things he held over people's heads, so they didn't say anything. But um, his dad wasn't in his life. And, you know, I don't know the extent of how much that takes a toll on him or not, or if he was using that, because there was definitely certain situations throughout a relationship where he was saying he was having rough days and it had to do with his dad. But looking back, I think a lot of it was his struggle of trying to balance this double life, which I'm sure at the end of the day was taking a toll on him too, you know, like to calculate every move, to make sure you're telling the right girl the right thing and not get it mixed up. You know, I wish I could think of like something that may have like came up that was also a red flag with like him maybe mixing us up. But looking back, a lot of the things I mentioned, you know, like the hours, the social media, um, just how I felt of like, waking up every morning like oh my god I'm so happy this is so great and I'm just like that's not reality you know like I was almost stuck in like a love 
wannabe movie yeah. kind of situation like looking back like with with what he was kind of causing and putting me through but yeah um, yeah so I don't know I don't know if it has to do with his past or that's just who he is because if, if that's been happening you know on and off with her for that many years and then more and more you know her and I would talk her and I became friends actually <laughs> coming out of this so we oh conversate and our birthdays were a day apart there were so many like similarities to looking back we're like oh my god this is so messed up but now at least her and I also were able to help each other get through it you know we were sending each other stuff talking about it because again unless you go through this like it's so hard to relate to and not only did we go through it we went through it with the same person so it was you know helpful to have her but we uncovered that there was like multiple other girls that he had hooked up with the time and you know just just as a woman it just makes you feel kind of like gross too like you know it could have been a lot worse for either one of us and thank god it wasn't and we're able to you know walk away and don't have any of those ties or anything you know health-wise coming from it thank mm-hmm, god but yeah. um, did your yeah, self-esteem take a hit it definitely did at the time you know i wanted to think like why wasn't I good enough for it to just be me or you know what did I do wrong to deserve this or um why was I not smart enough to see the signs and realize this like you know it definitely made me take a step back of like how am I living my life that I was able to be that blindsided to something going on that big behind the scenes so it definitely caused me to kind of relook at my habits my values really everything but it it took a hit at the time for sure yeah so I mean I just feel like as much as that situation sucked I think we're always getting hit by something that we actually need to confront and work on and grow through so on paper you're like have these jobs and you're confident and all these things but maybe there was a, a piece missing where like your boundaries need to, needed to be stronger or your self-esteem actually did need to grow. And I don't know. I just always look at everything as a learning process. I clearly needed to go through that in order to up-level in some way. So, I mean, how did you grow from this situation? Like, what did you learn after going through this? Because clearly you you can talk about it very openly and you are, are even now giving your friends advice. So, like, what did you learn from this and how did you grow through it? Yeah, I mean, this time last year, I... Would not have been able to talk about it the way I was. I mean, you know, when it first happened, like getting out of bed was hard. Eating, just like doing anything that just I took, you know, made an effort to to, to do uh, was really hard at the time. And I, I don't even want to look back at some of the things I wrote in my journal at the time of just like how low I felt and just, you know, thinking about that somebody can literally take you to that point in your life is, is pretty scary. But, you know, looking back, I'm glad I was able to get through it and, and not do anything extreme. And not a lot of people are able to say that or people stay in it because they swear they're going to change. And, you know, at the end of the day, I was like, whether you're going to change or not, like, you did this to me and that will never go away. So like just building up my self-worth and my value of being able to actually like walk away and hold my head high at the end of the day is something that like I am very grateful I was able to, to do and really took the time to learn and work through it versus just, you know, staying with him or jumping into the next thing like that. But now, I mean, I'm just, I think there was something maybe missing that I was looking for with just like that companionship and love that I wasn't giving myself enough of that I thought I was getting from him. So it made me kind of like blindsided to everything else. Like I was just in this cloud of like that love and that and getting that, that everything else I just let go and, you know, wasn't really aware to because of that. So now, you know, I'm very focused on providing that to myself and 
not relying on anybody to give me those things. Like right now I am back to dating. So I'm not seeing anyone in particular, but I'm just very like, you know, if the next person I'm in a relationship with, I want them to add to my life, not rely on them for a certain feeling or emotion other than, you know, adding more love to the love that I already have for myself. Oh my God. I just was like nodding my head the whole time you saying that, like that (laughs) is the perfect answer. Clearly you were missing something that you weren't giving to yourself. That's all that that experience was meant to show you. And you, you learned it, you acknowledged it, you're aware of it. And now you take that going forward. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, speaking of, obviously, you got out of that relationship. You went to therapy. Like, we worked together for a little bit. We still communicate. I mean, I mean it's almost been a year. And we, you know, now we've kind of formed a friendship out of this, um, even though we've never met or anything like that. So talk about what happened after that. You got into another relationship, but that one didn't quite go the way that you Yeah. So coming out of that, you know, and I was thankful because there was, again, stuff I was settling for that I may have not have wanted in a relationship. So just looking at that and being able to take that into my next relationship as well was something that I was, you know, top of mind with like what I may have wanted family wise or relationship wise, or again, things like values and, and whatnot. So I had a lot of that top of mind, you know, going back into the dating scene was building back up you know, my confidence going to the gym, eating healthy, was doing the 30 days of healthy living with you I had got into, which helped give me a good reset too. Because when you're going through stuff like that too, the last thing you want to do is like make decisions that require additional effort. Like what what uh, food am I going to buy this week to meal prep and make? So just having something that really simplicated things for me at the time um, in my day-to-day life and helped in a healthy way was also helpful. But uh, yeah, it was probably a couple months at this time, maybe like four or five months was very independent again, you know, glowing, um, if you will, the glow up, as I love to call it, you know, was was out and about with friends, was able to go, you know, out with a bunch of couples. And if I was the only single one, it didn't bother me where things like that, you know, are definitely top of mind when you're going through a breakup. But I was good. I was happy with where I was again. You know, my career again was thriving, booking events for my company, just overall doing good. Um, and I'll never forget the day that I met the second guy. Yeah, we'll call him the frat boy. So I met him out. You know, it was it was random, too. I had went out for a holiday weekend with some friends. I wasn't even supposed to be out with this group of people at the time. And that day kind of made just an impulse decision. And we went to um, a bar and restaurant that we never go to. So it was like so random. So, of course, in the moment, you know, of meeting him, I'm thinking it's meant to be because I don't go. Were you on, were you on your last drink? Were you like, one more drink? No. That wasn't a one yeah. more drink time. Uh, thank goodness. But, you know, it was maybe a, I don't know what was what it was a one more of that at that point. But uh, I was getting a drink when he hit on me. He approached me because at that time, too, I remember we locked eyes a couple times across the bar. And I was like, I am not approaching another man. Nope, not especially not right now. I have no interest in that after the way the last one went. And if this guy wants to talk to me, he can come talk to me. So I had went in order to drink. And he was like right near me and he had turned around and and said something to me. And then 
you know, what, what do they say? There's like a meme trending right now. Trending right now. It's like a hello could be the worst next three, three years of your life or something <laughs> like that. There's just so many relatable memes out there I these days. I never heard that. Oh, God. There, there's real. some good ones. But uh, hey, how are you? Yeah, so oh, you're one... about to destroy my life. <laughs> right. And I even remember asking him, too, like, you know, when he introduced himself being like, hey, like, this is, you know, I'm Kate. What's your name? He told me his name. And I remember even asking for his last name because at that point, I'm just like, you're not going to be the bar guy's name and me not know who exactly you are. I'm like, all right, what's your girlfriend's name? What's your wife's name? You know, asking him all the questions. Oh I'm God. like, are you a fuck boy? I don't know if I can say that. Yeah, um, girl, yes. <laughs> you know, asking him because <laughs> that's definitely a, a, a very good term to use these days with some of these guys because that clearly represents him. Mm. But, uh, you know, asking that. But at the day, who's going to admit to so you that. asked him um, all those questions but, how ironic. i did because off the bat i was just like right and i'm like because i'm like at that point i'm confident i'm like if i ask you this and you get offended and walk away mm-hmm. so be it i'm just like i don't i don't care you know at that yes, point i'm girl. just like this is what i'm going to deal with this is what i'm not going to deal with and you know of course he's answering like no girlfriend no wife yeah just you know answering all the right ways so long story short we end up exchanging numbers talk Throughout the evening, he's trying to invite me out with them that evening. I'm with my friends and we had lived like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour away. So I was like, I'm not going. I had been drinking all day. And then the next day he was like, well, I want to come drive up and take you to lunch. So another one, I'm like, well, wow, like he's making an effort to drive up here, like almost an hour, offered to pick me up, take me to lunch. Like, you know, again, off the bat, like if it's too good to be true, sometimes it is. Um, So... We had a great day. You know, we had talked about details like, do you have kids? Like, what's your, you know, what's your day to day like? What's your career? Like, you know, all the personal stuff that you typically ask when, you know, I'd say a first date. And it went it went great. Um, We hit it off. We'd start hanging out like eventually every weekend. And we didn't really see each other too much during the week because of the drive, which, again, I was fine with because of my career. You know, during the week, I like to work and I wanted to focus on work. So my weekends were more for fun. So it, it was going really good and, you know, started trending in a relationship direction quicker than I thought. Um, and I remember having conversations with him because his phone would like his phone was always going off multiple girls, Snapchat. And, you know, of course, they were all friends. They're just friends. Um, okay. So in the beginning, I'm like, all right, you know, I'm not going to be that girl that's like super needy and clingy and forcing the relationship. So I let some things go and we kept, you know, trending in the, in the way of the relationship and doing all the relationship things. You know, he wanted all the relationship benefits. And then I remember we had went on, it was my family vacation two months later. And I had said to him, listen, like, if you're going to come on my family vacation, like, we need to figure this out. Like, I'm just not, you know, I'm not 22 anymore. I'm not looking to just party and hook up and just, you know, and if you do want to see other people, then let me know. Maybe we can still, and I'll see other people too, and we'll figure it out. You know, it was oh, so, so That's like, like a great, very, it's not like confronting and like demanding. It's like, let's have be adults here and like actually talk about this. And what do you want? What do I want? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I said it, I remember saying it to him probably three times over the course that we were quote unquote together. And, um, you know, I remember saying that to him a couple of times. So like looking back, I'm even like, you know, wrapping my brain around. I'm like, how was I so honest with somebody that wasn't being honest with me? So, um, you know, he was very set on, I just want you. I want only you. And there was definitely things. I mean, my gut told me kind of from the very beginning, 
now after looking back of what I went through with gut with number one, um, with some of the things with number two of what was coming up, like your gut and a woman's intuition, I am learning more and more of these days. Like I didn't have that with the first one. Cause I didn't mm-hmm. know about, you know, some of these things and the things that people are capable, you know, of, of really doing and calculating and just lying about, you know, I just, it just, I, I couldn't wrap my brain around some of it, but my gut definitely told me, you know, some things were off, especially the phone thing, um, the Snapchat, uh, messages that were, you know, popping up and, um, you know, we continued on. He was very adamant about it just being us. We were making plans far out trips, taking me to dinner, you know, just doing all the great things that I was, that I wanted in a relationship, like those things I wanted, but you know, to have loyalty also was something I wanted and honesty that was definitely not happening. So a couple of months ago I had, I forgot what I was doing at the time. I think I was in my office again, the same place I was when I got the first text <laughs> working away. <laughs> it was like deja vu. Oh I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm getting oh another text from God. another girl right now. So this one reached out to me and basically said, insert name is a cheater. Um, I saw your, your, clothes in the closet when I was leaving, I have a lot of other proof I can show you or something like that. And I'm thinking like, okay, like, what do I do in this moment? Again, I had like that feeling of like, oh my God, like just that panic and anxiety, but not as bad as the first time. Cause I was like, okay, again, this is another guy that clearly has issues, the issues with him And I'm not going to let myself go to that place again. Like, if this is true, part of me was like, there's no way this is true. Like, he definitely came off as like the guy that, you know, where his area was that all the girls wanted him. And he was a player before he met me is what people told me. And he just really loved me. And I was different. So, of course, I wanted to believe that. But part of me is like, kind of sounds a little bit like, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we'll see. So, I, you know, half of me believed it, half of me didn't. But I refused to let myself get to that place again um so he had actually texted me i was like waiting to see how i wanted to handle it and he had texted me and said hey i just want to let you know i want to talk to you about something when we go to dinner this week don't be alarmed but there's there's some drama that's coming up and i don't want it to come into our life and of course you know when he talked about an ex before she's crazy is what he told me she was crazy and wouldn't leave him alone of course they pull the crazy card yeah you're crazy because she's crazy because you probably did the same thing to her and she got mad and did whatever or wanted to confront and tell other women about it but you know they so quick to call us all crazy right so i had actually picked up the phone and called her because i said who's this and she didn't answer me so i picked up the phone and i called her and i was just like hey like you know if you're going to reach out to me can you at least like tell me who you are and give me more context So this one even gets juicier because not only did she tell me they had been hooking up for the last couple months and that he's pretended like he hasn't had a girlfriend. So when I would post things on social media, like on like Facebook, because he had Facebook, but he was again, one that didn't post. And now that these guys, I'm learning these guys aren't posting things because they don't want multiple girls to comment or be like, hey, that's my babe. Or like, red flag, you know, I'm picking up on things like that. Red flag, (laughs) men don't want to post about you. Red flag right there. Yep. And you were posting and about him I a was, lot, I feel like. I yeah. was. And then I was posting about him, you know, not only on my Snapchat stories, and he wouldn't post on, he'd have Snapchat, wouldn't post on his stories, but had a lot of direct sends. Had Facebook, didn't post on Facebook. And, you know, he was saying things like he had it because Facebook market and stuff that I knew in my gut. I'm like, this is not okay. So then when I would post on like Facebook and tag him, he wouldn't share it on his page. And I'm like, well, that's weird too. So what I started doing was posting it to his Facebook page 
to be like, okay, well then I'm just going to post it right on here. And I'm like, and if you have an issue with it, then that's, then, then that's an issue in and of itself. So at that point, you know, I mean, this one, I was a lot more different where I was like, wasn't scared of losing him or him getting mad at me for doing stuff like that to where the first one, like if I did something like that, he probably would have like screamed at me and something crazy, you know, like, but with this one, I was just like, well, if you're going to get mad that I'm posted on your Facebook wall and I'm your girlfriend, then there's a bigger issue at hand. So he had never said anything, which is how ultimately, I guess she had found out that he did have a girlfriend in addition to seeing my stuff at his house. Cause then I would also leave stuff there too. Obviously we all pull that move, especially after dating somebody for a little bit, like leaving stuff Razor, behind. Territory. Yes. Pink stuff. <laughs> Razor toothbrush. Shoes that I didn't love that I could, I wouldn't look yeah, for that yeah. week. You know, maybe could go a week or two without wearing and have over there. But, um, so yeah, I call her. So she tells me not only, you know, she, that they had, you know, they used to hook up last year and then they got back we started hooking up again while we were together and that he also had two children that i knew nothing about oh my gosh i remember you i feel like i could write a story you could definitely <laughs> write a couple couple of novels here i remember you told me that but then he denied it right he denied he having sure kids do you not know you're eventually going to get caught that that you're lying about having kids. <laughs> and that's what blows my mind so much because I remember telling him, like, not only of what I went through before. So, like, even the audacity and, like, the selfishness of that, I'm like, you know, this is what I went through before. I'm being open and honest, sharing my story, which is not easy to do. Especially, like, you don't want people knowing. Like, some people knowing you went through that, you know? And now at the point where I'm like, hey, I'll tell the world because everybody needs to be aware of this. <laughs> but, you know, he knew that and still did this. Okay, so the first one, was he acting like the first one as far as like the love bombing and doing a bunch of things for you was it like was it like completely parallel and almost the exact same it was very similar yes because they both did the whole good morning text whether it was a babe or a beautiful or just something you know that would just make you feel as soon as you woke up like you know yeah, like something. just that high yeah. of it of like what a simple like text like that could do and then you know throughout the day it's checking in how's your day what are you up to you know i think the first one was doing it more so to keep tabs on me like yeah where are you at making doing. sure you're not aware i am <laughs> and his he was a lot more controlling i think the second one was just I think he was still in his party boy stage to an extent. Like, you know, again, there was things I was settling for with him too in the relationship that looking back, I knew I had no future with either one of them, you know, but in the moment it all felt great because I was getting that love. And then with this one, it was just, it was like the fun, the high energy, the chemistry, you know, and that's a thing too, that'll get you that chemistry that you can feel with these guys too. Like, you know, that could be my person because we're just, we're so connected, you know, that I don't even know how to explain yeah. the chemistry and connection, yeah, yeah. but like um, there was a lot of similarities for sure. And like I said, with the first one, like whether it was the lunches, um, the second one is taking me to dinner and they both did the airport thing, which I was just like, why would you even go out of your way to do all that? Like literally would drive me to the airport, pick me up. They both did it wow. and they both would bring me snacks and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, girl, what in the world? What are, man, you are just attracting all these, not even, I mean, what are you putting out there? All these men are just like, I will do anything for you. <laughs> like, what's Kate? Kate's got it going on. <laughs> If only they were just doing it for yeah. me. But uh Well, okay, as we're sitting here talking, I mean, you seem so strong and you're talking about it so 
much different than I think you were the first one for sure. I just remember when we were working together, um, I even have like your client little info pulled up and there's a question that says like, what's your reason for change? And this was in March. And it says, this is what you wrote. It says, I want to feel happy about how I look and feel. So many times I prioritize everyone else and put the focus on helping them. I think because I'm not happy with myself. It's time I start working on me. I believe once I accomplish this, it'll help in the other elements of my life. And I want to look to myself to make me happy versus looking for external factors. Did you remember writing that? Definitely sounds like something I would say and what I probably needed at the time. So I don't remember writing it exactly like that, but... I can definitely pick up on you know, the, the people pleasing, you know, wanting to help other people. Um, and I, th- I think that was definitely a big thing of mine, you know, like these guys were definitely and are broken to where I think I was trying to heal them, even though I wasn't even in a place of fully healed myself. Mm. So I think that's what also like, you know, maybe I don't know if that's what brought them to me or me to them, but you know, just being in relationships of one where I was kind of taking on more of that caretaker role, totally, um, if you will. And again, when I was in no point of like, I still needed to have that more of that love for myself that I was looking to get from them in exchange, helping them get better. Totally. That's, that's such a common thing, I think. And I, I, I do the same, not so much with relationships or people, but when I want to do something and I'm not doing it, I'm like fully aware that like, okay, like I'm, if I, if I was ready for that, then it would, I would be doing it or it would be working or whatever, you know, just like just in random areas of my life. I definitely think we, that like the void that we're missing, we try to like, I don't know, we just like try to attack it from going outside of ourselves as opposed to like, how can I fill this myself or fill this void? You've, this has happened twice. Um, you know, these, just these toxic men, these bad relationships. I don't know whether this is fully conscious when these men do this. Like, are they mwahaha, like evil laugh, evil face? Like I'm, I'm getting these girls and I don't even know if it's that conscious. Is it like subconscious? Is it conscious? Are they aware of what they're doing? Are they sociopaths to where they have no feeling or emotion at all? So they create all these little fires everywhere and they're just like, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm not burning at all. You, I'm going to let everyone else burn. And yeah, it's, and it's definitely something, you know, I got caught in that stage of like the why, you know, why could they do this or how could they do it? Or like, and I, you know, was even going back and forth with them at the time. I'm like trying to find that out, you know, like, trying to understand and even the, the most recent one the last one because he had contacted me a couple times to just say like i don't know why i do the things that i do and i only wanted you but meanwhile the messages i saw on his phone in addition to that girl after even that came up and he denied it you know and i knew in my gut that that was true i had decided to continue forward with him and then there was more situations on snapchat on text messages i had found stuff in his phone like it's just amazing what you can find on these phones these days but it just it blew my mind because it was like not only if that really did happen and i had decided to move forward with you like that wasn't enough like i was like you needed did you do you think you were just going to get away with it all or did you want to see how much i would take at the end of the day so i don't yeah i don't know if it's a game for them i don't know if they have mental issues I I really don't know. I have been down like this path of trying to understand why. And I finally got myself to a point where I was just like, it doesn't even matter because this is not my person. This is somebody I would never consider being with. Like I value myself so much now that that wouldn't even be a consideration of mine. So I'm like, it doesn't even matter why the point is you did it. 
you did it. You lost me. And yeah. that's all there is to it. I would let, I, I mean, one day I would like to understand why they do the things that yeah. they do. <laughs> just kind of to wrap this up, I just think the sad part is about all that. I was like, this is a rare case. I feel like most women let this linger so much longer, obviously than necessary. And then just for their emotional mental state, you know, I, I think in the, I doesn't in here podcast, I said, it took me just as long to get out of the hole that I dug as it took to dig it. If that makes sense, like it took me two years to dig this freaking deep asshole. And then it, it's really taken me two years to over, to get over it, to overcome it, you know? And I feel like luckily, unfortunately for you, it, yours was quick, but you also got over it very quick. So if women could just not only obviously preventing would be optimal best case scenario, but then if they happen to stumble into a situation like this and they hear your story, they hear my story, they know these terms and they know these definitions and like, and recognizing very quickly, okay, wait, nope getting out of this that's obviously situation number two best case scenario and just yeah just not letting it take your power and destroy your confidence because it's really really hard to get back I mean for me no one probably thought that I would ever get into a situation like that um I used to be very confident and that really really broke down my confidence and myself and I'm still working on rebuilding that confidence so best case scenario, send this episode to any women that you feel like are going through this. Or like you said at the beginning, like they are like your friends are kind of like letting their emotions get so tied in to these men. And like, at the end of the day, there's 8 billion people in the world. Half of them are the male species. Like I'm sure there's someone else out there that wouldn't be doing this to you. Like that's not a real relationship. That's not how a real man will treat you. And again, your example is great. What are you trying to find in them that you need to actually give yourself? So I think that's really the theme of your story. And that's such a great one. Like you recognize that really quick. Yes. And I just think the more, you know, we talk about it and, you know, the more we expose, whether it's people themselves or the situation and the disorders or whatever we want to call it, like, and not make people feel ashamed for going through it. Like I had even remembered like posting on Facebook, like, you know, what I had went through and how many people reached out to me. And I remember I had rewrote that probably 10 times and posting, like hitting post, like literally was one of the scariest things I've ever done because I've never been that vulnerable and shared that, you know, I've always been one to highlight my accomplishments, show how confident I've been when, you know, in the back end, I was that people pleaser and I was broken from different situations. And then to just share that I went through something like that, like, you know, not only were some people shocked, but others were so thankful for me sharing that, that it really helped me. And again, with being able to find this with you and listen to it and go through it, like, it's exactly why I'm here today sharing my story, because I want other women to feel the same and heal versus being stuck because there you can no matter what the situation is, there's something better than going through and dealing with somebody like that at the end of the day. That's just draining your value, your power and who you are as a woman. Totally. It's a full circle moment from getting out of that relationship, scrolling on social media, finding my podcast, 
reaching out to me, working together, community still keeping up, and now it's like full circle moment. So, and that's from me just sharing my story. So it's just a ripple effect. And then you sharing your story. It's just funny how we as women are so quick to, like even just yesterday, I think I posted, I saw on Facebook, someone was just warning women about like, you know, people in parking lots, potential people trying to like abduct you or literally traffic you. And we're so quick to be like, ladies, watch out. Like, you know, this is what I went through. But then when it's something like this, it's like we get ashamed all of a sudden. And I don't know why that is. And it's probably just because we think it's, you know, we did it to ourselves and look what we did. And as opposed to something like that is like someone was trying to do that to us. But in the relationship, it's the same thing. It's literally someone trying to take you in a way, not literally, but figuratively. So yeah, just opening up and trying to help women and trying to share your stories and what you went through. Like I was so quick to post that girl's story of like women like you, like ladies, watch out. But we need to be doing the same thing about relationships and anything harming ourselves in other ways, like our confidence, self-esteem, all that. So let's just be better about that as women, not be ashamed to say that you're going through something or that you feel a certain way or we need to lock arms and be better about that. Definitely. Awesome. Well, just quick question. Like, how are you doing now? I have probably never been better. I have, I feel the most strong and confident that I felt in a very long time. You know, I was able to not only rebuild myself, but really focus more on like what I wanted because there's so many things that, you know, I was taking the time out to spend time with these guys versus working on my company, working on my career and like looking back, I'm like, I could have been so farther along. So I'm just excited to be able to be back doing that, you know, and again, out dating again, but going into the situation of being like, I don't need anybody, you know, if any, if I'm going to be with somebody, they're going to add to my life at the end of the day. And this is what I'm going to deal with and what I'm not and just being very clear about my boundaries and my, my values, you know, and how I value and see myself at the end of the day. So I'm great. And I, you know, again, I I don't think I'd be at this point today if I didn't hear, you know, your story and really take the time to do the work and to go through that pain and do it in healthy ways versus sabotaging ways for quick fixes, you know, whether it was alcohol or that guy or another guy, you know, just really kind of going through it and getting to know yourself during that moment, I think really helped me a lot because at the end of the day, everybody wants that picture perfect moment with that white picket fence. And that's what the world, you know, makes you feel like you're supposed to do by 30. You're supposed to have the husband and the 2.5 kids and the, you know, single family home and all that. But the reality of it, like you don't know what's happening behind that picture. So I think people just need to really be more self-aware of what they're kind of feeling and going through and what they should actually like value, you know, in their life. I love it. This was such a good conversation. You're so strong. You're so confident. I can like see it. Like I, I can see her on video right now. No one else can or will. But yeah, you're just glowing. You're literally glowing. So I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad that we have formed this friendship. Hopefully we get to meet one day. Um, I think you said you yeah. might plan on coming to Florida like for some, for work or something, maybe. Because yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know if year. I ever have a reason to go to Baltimore, but you <laughs> would be my reason. I would totally come for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Who knows? One day maybe we'll end up having a support yes. group or something with women like this. Because again, the more you talk about it, just being able to talk about it and not 
hide it totally. is, is so helpful. Awesome. So you never know. And if there's anybody else in Baltimore that wants to meet up or reach out, I'm yes. I'm all about it. And then maybe we all do a trip to Florida. Perfect. To see it. We'll do a we'll do a mini retreat. I mean, I definitely retreats are there definitely in my future. But <laughs> yes, we'll definitely have to yes. start something. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that conversation. So much good insight. This is definitely going to help so many people with your advice. All back to self love. That's really what it starts and ends with. So thank you so much. Self love and always trust yes. your gut too. <laughs> honestly no your gut is the highest form of wisdom that you have so that's another Definitely. little quote throw in there <laughs> okay Kate thank you so bye. much Kayla. I appreciate, I appreciate it. you bye, bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.